Yeah. So okay. right in the right in the thing. Right yeah. There, right? Location matters more than than power okay. in our experience. All right. So go do this. Turn the hips, if I remember correctly. Go in. Oh well, yeah, you Run. went to a, one of the best yeah, right, strip mall on. dojos. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Whoa. Oh jeez. <laughs> It's totally moving Do it improving I never would give a go I've got the whole and desire My balls are on fire Ready to take us to the top of the stuff Unacceptable. I didn't even finish. <laughs> the king Can we still say can we still say blue balls on YouTube? Because that's what I just got. <laughs> oh, man. Oh no. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry to my guest. Jesus <laughs> Trejo is here and we can't do it again. No. I don't do that. I'm not doing it. Be like, that's how we do it. This is how it goes every time. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Every time you've watched us and I sing that song, it is the f I, it's that good. Every first, I'm like uh, Robert Johnson. You know, Robert Johnson, he sold his soul to the devil. And then he went into the recording studio and he recorded The Crossroads. And every track on that album that influenced rock and roll to exist because of satan uh he recorded every single one of those first try maybe no one of them he did it twice but he did a whole album ready here's my next song go doodle 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 and then blah 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 and then he's like okay you got that one okay here comes my next one he did a whole album it did help don't do it. That God, every one of the songs was shut totally up. Not, they're, they're not. They're completely. <laughs> shut up. It's not like that. Many, many riffs. Riff. Now I got the soggy sandwich blues. Riffage. <laughs> one, two, three. Hey, Zeus, are you uh, into music? And if you are, what kind of music? Do you know what I just talked about? Do you know, are you aware of? A little bit, but not really. Johnson? But I will say, you know what kind of stuff I'm into? That intro song that just happened. I don't know what what that was, but I love it. It's, is that rock and roll? Yeah, I'd say that's classic. <laughs> or heavy metal. Early metal. Yeah. Like Deep Purple, Fog Hat. Do you I, like... I love what just happened. Do you like Deep Purple and stuff like that? Or Aussie? No, I, I, I mean, I, I like a little bit of everything. It's like, and I think I had my, my um, you know, Slipknot phase in, in high school. I was like so into it. Yeah. Uh, explored a little bit of it. But I, I, I think it's like more in the Spanish, like a Spanish country, also rap. Spanish country. Yeah, that's what I grew up listening to. I don't to. even know what that is. Yeah, it's like regional music is what they call it, really. Ugh. But it's it's uh, it's the stuff that I grew up with, like uh, like uh, corridos, if you will. I don't know if you're familiar with corridos. It's more of like, a, I don't know, it's like storytelling, yeah. you know, kind of folk st uh, storytelling. Uh, I'm always like into anything that can tell a good story. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's like, uh, you know, like your Chalino Sanchez of, of the world, which is like our, our Mexican Sinatra's. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like that. If you can liken it to somebody, I like Mark Anthony. Does that count? Sure. Him? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's all good. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know because I have my my boxing coach. Uh huh. Uh, he or he's uh, he's Cuban, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, and he's plays like all that kind of stuff. But then he showed me a lot of s Spanish music because he's like, if you learn how to dance, like uh, salsa dance. Uh huh. It helps your footwork. So, oh, great! I okay. would do footwork patterns, and then I would do a salsa dancing lesson <laughs> in the boxing ring. Oh, really? All the time. And then, whenever we would hit pads, you know, I hit pads for a round, and then when the bell ends, I get a little time to rest before I have to hit pads again. And he would always salsa dance with his mitts on 
in between. In between, oh, and wow. I would, and I would, I wanted to dance with him, but I was so tired that I couldn't. And that's when I, if you if you get in shape, you're able you're in, to salsa dance. You can in salsa between. dance in between rounds and still get your heart rate down because it's not very physical, right? But it's just like I don't want to move right now. I want to get air in my lungs. It's very demoralizing to your opponent when you do that in between rounds. <laughs> that was going to be my plan for Lewis. If he made it around, I was going to so do some funny. salsa. I was going to do some salsa dancing. Yeah, imagine fighting him when you go to the corner and, and yeah. you're drinking water. You see somebody just kind of yeah. grooving. You're like, oh, this is not good. That like, was the plan. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's lucky. He got out of that. Turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or hypnosis. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, pronounced Fume, F-U-M. It's got a little wiggly thing above the U. An umlaut. Yeah, <laughs> I love those. And they look at a, at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of a vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious, fla- delicious, delicious f- 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 flavors. I will vouch for that. They are delicious flavored airs. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial, very easy to use, even I can figure it out, and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. I wasn't sure what to expect when I I was surprised, but I was surprised by the taste. Uh, It was more flavorful than I thought, and it felt very fresh. They're very convenient, everybody, and they work good. And as a guy that probably uses vape pens too much, it's just handy to have in my little. I have a little. uh, What do I have? A bat little pack bag. Fanny pack. Yeah, yeah, I have a fanny pack with everything I need, and that one is super convenient. And you can use it everywhere because it's not vape. You nope. don't blow anything out that bums anyone out. It's air. It's well-weighted, perfectly balanced, and extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood and shape are beautiful. I feel cool using it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that can't be you, bud. Uh, join Fume in accelerating humanity Break up from destructive habits by picking up the new Journey Pack. That's We got those, right? We did. Head to tryfume.com and use the code JASON to save 10% off when you get your uh, Journey Pack today. That's try, T-R-Y-F-U-M.com and use the code JASON to save an additional 10% off your order today. Uh, head to fume.com. Sorry, head to fume.com slash Jason to save an additional 10% off your order. Thanks, Fume. Um, do, you, do you punch or anything? Do you know how to punch or fight? I, I don't know how to fight. Uh, I actually took uh, Muay Thai, like kickboxing and stuff, like in, in high school, and I was no good. No good. I was there for more support. Uh, I, I went for... A few years, uh, I say a couple of years, right? Yeah, okay. And I was able to do like the kick. Yeah. I like I like kicking the back because of the sound it would make. Yep. But um, I, I was essentially no good. But that gym was packed with a ton of Cambodian guys who could just, I mean, they could just kick a bag. It would sound like a shotgun in there, just yeah. wah wah. Yeah. And um, I, I I showed up, but basically I was no good. I remember being knocked out in class off of a sparring session, bro. What? Uh, this guy just roundhouse kicked me, yeah. uh, shin to the jaw, and I—I I mean, I buckled, man. What? Buckled. Yeah, those guys' shins ought to be registered as lethal weapons. Man, they were sharp. I—I I, I remember. Had, uh, did he have shin pads on? Uh, yeah, we. Um, yeah, we had all the padding, but I'm, I mean, still, when you got that much power, this, oh, is yeah. a, this is a grown man. I'm a high school kid. You know, I, I'd say top seventeen years old, but man. 
I mean, it, it's like I remember some of those guys because they would fight outside, like like real deal. Um, uh, Master Omri uh, had this like cream or solution that they would put on the shins, and yeah. they would kind of like beat it with like little sticks or something. Yep. I mean, these guys had like a like that was a knife. Yeah, it's conditioned for it. Um, do you want to learn how to punch? Oh yes, I'm I'm all in. So I have a punch pad, and it's it's. Uh, it's precise it's one of the most expensive punching machines that you can buy it's the most compact one sure the ufc's got a pretty good one but the jason (laughs) l show has one of the finest uh punching measuring machines money can buy right michael one of one yes it it, what it's one of one it's a oh yeah Uh, no i think i think you could probably order it. it you know, <laughs> but this know. one's got history. This one, it's like in Rocky Four when Drago's got all the really fancy stuff uh-huh. in the steroids. This is like the Rocky in the cabin version. Okay. This, pad, this punching pad has been with us yeah. for 15 years. It's all hard. Oh, wow. It's all hard. And some of the most illustrious pro fighters and pro comics have punched it. Yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. So we can find out. Our yeah, new... I'm in. So we'll do. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll follow your lead. Turn it on, and then you punch it, and then after you punch it, I'll give you a pointer and see if you punch harder after I give you the pointer. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so jump up. Okay. I'm trying to see who the hardest hitting comic of all time is. Oh, you have the list. Not not Brendan Shop Division. All right, here we go. I can tell you. Is it Doug Benson? That, <laughs> yeah, that's not right. I've got faith in this. Right. I believe that you can beat a 49. Can you go to the widescreen? Okay. All right. So okay. right in the right in the thing. Right yeah. There, right? Location matters more than than power okay. in our experience. All right. So go do this. Turn the hips, if I remember correctly. Go in. Oh, yeah. You right. went to you a, one of the best yeah, right, strip mall on. dojos. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Whoa. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what was the score? Looks like... 38. 38 means you are almost as mighty as Tom Green. Oh, okay. but, but look, but now, okay. but now you sit down a little bit, okay. like sit a little, little bit lower, and this foot, you pivot like you're putting a cigarette out, and that pushes your hip, so you punch with your hip. Okay. So you got to think about it. You sit down, you're like pooping. and then you throw it all from back here in that back leg. Okay. All right, and then you twist it, and land with these two knuckles. These two knuckles, okay. Right so on the spot. what did I get the first time? You got a 38, 38. I believe. 38, okay. It looked a lot better than Yeah, you. I wasn't expecting you to hit that high, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was you falling over that made me think. Yeah, that, that, that seemed like a I'll be ready for this yeah. one. Okay, here we go. Channel the slip knot inside of you. Yeah, yeah seeing you fall over felt like a 39. Push your fingers I mean, into your know. eyes and then punch it. All right, go like this. And then we're gonna go yeah, a little bit close, I think. Right here? No, no, you're too close. Go further back. Right yeah. here? Okay. That was like a 32. Uh, you got a 54. I told you. The difference is all in the coaching. Which leaves you tied with, wow, there's some. you have some illustrious company. Jack Osborne. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I'm in good company. Twitch. Both Mike Catherwood and Dr. Drew from Loveline. So, so let me ask you this. When I hit 38, you fall over. But when I hit 50, you're up. He was ready for it. He was ready for it. Okay. That's how that works. Also, this punch pad may be a complete piece of shit. No, what? Don't say that. <laughs> no, no. No, this thing is, as I said before, spot on. And I believe it was my coaching that made you hit it harder. Yes. I, 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 we all saw it in real time. That was yeah. pretty cool, man. I like punching those things where you go to a bar and you you know pull the bag down and you punch it. Like That's always a good time, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never go to bars where that's happening. No, I just see it on YouTube. And yeah, I go, oh, that looks cool. Yeah, it's fun and yeah. They're trying throwing, to think where I've seen one. I don't know. People are throwing axes. I saw one in Reno. I don't want to throw axes. <laughs> I don't want to go to Reno. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Reno, but that was when I did cocaine. So maybe I probably don't like Reno now. Is Havasu in Reno? I don't know. Is it close? Close think- to it, I think, yeah. Right. I like Havasu. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Havasu likes me, but I like Havasu. It's so weird being a gay straight guy. <laughs> I hate it. Seriously, going to blow myself up. Have you... Like, what are you basing that on? What do you know about Havasu? When I went there for uh, Alice Mania, all those dudes were 
you know, they all got boats and beers and, and uh, everyone's, you know, just ready to party and have a good time. Is that a fishing town or? Yeah, yeah, I would say a little bit, but more. Have a zoo. I thought that was more like they a, fish there, don't like they? a spring breaky. Oh, okay. It's definitely like. Oh, I, I sometimes get it. it's boats, packed so, okay. and sometimes it's empty. But when it's empty and the locals are there, I'm talking about those people. Oh, okay. It's like they don't. I think they're like Trump supporters and they hate me. Uh huh. But they like one one part of me totally gets it. You know, mm-hmm. like we should jump off this cliff. We should go jet skiing and we look at those chicks with the boobies. That's uh-huh. real cool. But and then I go drifting off, confusing mm. everybody. Did you try blowing them? Guys love that. Yeah, I sense that. <laughs> I sense that would not have gone as well. That's as, so weird, isn't it? I, we were just jet what? skiing, and now yeah, I don't know. It gets, I felt great until I found out that you were a man. Now all of a sudden, the exact same thing feels terrible. Right. That doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. It doesn't. That's it baffles how, me every day, Michael. It's not how BJ's work. What about your feet, uh, Jesus? Are you nice to your feet? Am I nice to my feet? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I tend to uh, wear socks. Yeah. That's part of it. Toes are very important. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. How so? Well, they like run your whole body because you always use those to go everywhere. Yeah. They're part of the foot... Um, some say. Package. Yeah, it's part of the foot. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works for sure. So, yeah, they're kind of... They're uh, the most important part, you know? Cause or the toes. Yeah, because you got no balance without toes. I did know that, actually. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you'd have what to... What toe would be the least important? Like, if you had to lose one, which one would you go for? Knowing the pinky, that they're all... Pink. The little one, yeah. The See, little gonna, toe, I'm, the less you use, you know? I'm going to disagree with you there. Okay. Because I feel like the one, first of all, the one oh, that's the on one the right outside it? needs to push a little bit, needs to do a little heavy mm. lifting. That's like the little engine that could. And also, if my ring finger is this worthless on my hand, I can only imagine how worthless that hmm. Interesting. little POS. You might be right. And it, and it's like everybody's a little webbed when it comes to their yeah. ring toe. Yeah, maybe it's- That guy's uh, just along for the just ride. Just having it's that like, little guy shuckering out on the end. I, yeah, I think your ring toe is just basically like the useless conjoined twin of the foot. Huh. Because I think like the That's pinky toe is the difference between hitting the pad 38 and 50. I feel like that's that's the detail. Well, right you're there, supposed right? to be pivoting on your big toe for that. Oh, okay. The little toe is out of the game. But what Tully was saying before, when you're <laughs> stretched to like cutting yeah. angles, that that pinky toe is like really sticking into the ground that's to like send to you the other way. Yeah, mm. <laughs> you might be right. It is his touch. <laughs> yeah. Like Alan Iverson, those those toes, those little pinkies, those are billion dollar toes. You know? <laughs> yeah, all the balance and stuff of being able to, yeah, uh, you, you know, go for it. I would do a, tr- a toe transplant, like just have bigger toes, so I'm extra balanced. Would you add another toe to your foot? That's a good question. Talk about ultimate balance. Would it be, or would just bigger five toes be better like finger toes like long not too long because then you have to wear like different shoes also and- shoes would be a mess you couldn't find shoes anywhere right? right but if you had just toes that were like an inch longer all of them can i play piano with my feet? no okay. i mean yeah i mean because yeah. there's ladies with no arms that can like sew and stuff you ever see that no. yeah i, I, I would imagine breakfast. like having longer toes when you wear like slides they'd completely be but couldn't you just get bigger slides well you're gonna need flip-flops that are custom made so that the the, 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 the thong is set for oh back. yes right. you get yeah. that you're you're golden yeah i don't like flip-flops a lot so i don't no i don't want toe wedgies i'm not, i don't i'm not wearing flip-flops anyway like flip-flops flip-flop, versus slides i'll wear slides slides okay but yeah. not flip-flops yeah i can't yeah. do it i used to wear thongs mm-hmm. so they were cold in australia and they were the old school little ones but now mm-hmm. thongs are you know they try to make them fancy that's just ridiculous it's like you know what i mean like a painting made out of poo i don't want i don't want to deal i can't be serious. you can't you're trying to make stylish thongs seriously <laughs> stop you know what i mean it's, they're not stylish they suck when is it acceptable to wear a sandal thong like when when when, when you're be- five and you got the little heel thing on the back? Yeah. That's cool. When That's you just it. had bunion surgery? That's right. it, yeah. <laughs> Getting your nails done or something? Yeah, you got a toe. Other than there that, out of here. Slides all the way. You got like a toe amputated, then you wear them. Yeah. 
yeah. shark attack. Crabs never just chop off a toe when you're like walking in the water and you bump into one. They never do that, right? Chop out a whole toe? Yeah. Like, has anyone ever been in a crab accident where they lost a toe? I don't think they're that strong. Uh, Enough to snap. We fear, we fear them like we treat them like that. Like, is you ever seen one grab onto you or grab onto someone and they start oh, freaking out? It definitely hurts, but I don't think. But it's it enough. can't get it off, right? Right, you're kind of doing this number. Can a big lobster probably get it off? Yeah. Like a guy with bigger claws could probably. Or get Or how it off. big does a lot? Well, it has to be relative to the size of the finger, right? Yeah, right Which we had yeah. a fisherman on the show. Well, we got photos. Jesus, I don't want to start a fight with you, but I no, think not at all. I think you're making broad generalizations about yeah. crabs. Yeah, I don't know. It's like maybe like a- what about a king, like a snow crab? You ever see those guys at the Chinese restaurants inland? Yeah, they're, they have like three. I think foot a long pinky arms. would 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 fly off. No Which doubt. do you think is easier to bite off, a pinky finger or a pinky toe? Ooh, I think probably pinky finger because it has more length to yeah, it. Yeah, than the this, this one's like like yeah. Yeah. This has less leverage. Right. This has more bend than a pinky toe right. would, I guess. You're gonna need terrific aim to get a pinky toe. Yeah, as right. Well. Apparently mud crabs are not strong enough to snip off a finger. Boom. There you Hell go. yeah. So you can uh, there's no need in fear, fearing the crab ever again, ladies and gentlemen. Unless it's a coconut crab. Ooh, yeah, but a cro- a coconut crab is dude. They are the creepiest things ever. I've never seen one. Dude, I only recently discovered them. They grow they climb up trees and stuff. But no. they they have the most power in their claws more than a bear's jaws. Really? Yeah. What? Googled. Oh I'm not my god. Go with them. Cuz coconut shrimp are just delicious. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. I think this is different, Michael. <laughs> Arguably sure. one of the best uh uh, leftover foods, coconut shrimp. When they just sit there, you're right. The next day, when you reheat them, they they find a new flavor somehow. That's right. They're this like ama- pasta, amazing blend yes. of wow. soggy and crispy. The next day, yeah. There we go. I yeah. Look it. at these. Look at these. Look at this coconut crab. Oh, yeah. And if you put your finger in there, I reckon they get a they get a wrist off. Probably. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I saw Look one at, on a golf wow, bag the other day. That is insane. <laughs> right? It's like a traffic cone coming coming to life. It's so impressive. It's such a beast. Can we like eat those? Such a, no. Because oh, they look like crab lobsters. Yeah, Ooh. but big crabs don't taste good. I caught a giant lo- freshwater crayfish when I was a kid in Australia. Because uh-huh. I used to catch them all the time. And when I caught a whopper, I was like, hey, everybody, I got the biggest one. Everyone's like, whoa, Jay got the biggest one. It tasted like crap. No good. And all the ones that were half the size taste way better. I don't wow, know. Wow, I that, wonder what that is. It's like bigger than meat. I don't know good. how it works. Yeah, I'm not a scientist. You think I would be though? With all the facts <laughs> the inverse relationship between uh, crab legs, the bigger they get, the worse they taste. I could be. I I just know from freshwater crayfish. Which what is that? Like a what is that here? Like a lobster? I would imagine so. There's like a blue crab or like a blue lobster. How rare they are. It's yeah. like is they're they're like one in in I don't Australia know. they're all blue, are they really? Yeah, like well, greeny blue. Blue crabs aren't like that. That's a whole Maryland thing. These are no, lobsters. it's a rare right. thing, right? But the blue lobster, lobster, lobster are super right. rare. You find one of those, you get to go to Willy Wonka's factory. That's nice. cool. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, you eat some exotic food. I'm guessing as a street taco guy. I saw I guess, you, you had Mark Marin on your show. And what was yeah. it? It was like a spinal cord or something? Yeah, that was uh, on, um, it was goat meat. It was uh, what's called birria. Yeah. Uh, and it's not really exotic. It's a, it, it almost seems like kind of normal, like from, from Mexico, especially the region where my mom's from. Mm-hmm. Birria, goat meat, is, is a, it's like a, in a curry. Yeah. Uh, very normal. So uh, let me ask you about that. Yeah. Because not a week ago, I was at a food truck, uh, La Unica. La Unica, yeah, Virgil La Unica. See, I've already great got, spot. I got the easy part hard, and I wasn't sure how. I feel stupid saying, "Can I have birria?" But I also feel really stupid going, "Yeah, I'll take some birria tacos." I feel like there's no right way for a guy like me. No, to either ask way, for goat meat. No, either way, no, you know, you said it right. The first time you said, it, I, "I already knew Unica, mm-hmm. birria, yeah. birria." Either way, birria. Yeah, birria. Mm. It's so good. Checking to make sure you sound cool next time you go. <laughs> no, you I'm trying to lamb? make sure I don't embarrass you can't myself. Can't say lamb. Well, especially because it's goat. No. Oh, sorry. Can't say goat. Sorry. <laughs> How hey, about man, crab? It's... No, it's goat. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what about crab? Chicken. No, goat. And they go, do you mean goat? And you go, yeah. Beery at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of stringy. I will say like goat meat is a little stringy. I like that, though. It, it It's good. Yeah. Um, it has an interesting taste. Where's the spine at, though? Did you say spine earlier? Yeah. So so Mark uh, ate one of the little spine, like the vertebrae kind of thing. And he wasn't really into it. Yeah, but, but you are. Yeah, it's. It's good. You don't you even think the, about it. Yeah, the spine. Yeah, you eat the spine. You even eat like the brain part of the, like the goat, uh, um, the cheek, the cheek of the goat, mm. a cow, cow tongue. I uh, guess it's kind of exotic. Do you uh, eat that? Yeah, I've ate that before. Very, uh, very soft. It's almost like a, like the fatty part of a steak. That's the consistency of it. Uh, and yeah. what do you have that with? Just uh, some chopped onion, cilantro. Uh, put some sauce on there, and you just eat it as a taco. You just kind of take oh, okay. the rough part. Like the top layer of the tongue, like the hair The bumpy part. bit. The bumpy bit. You just, I'm salivating as I'm telling you this. Wow, <laughs> it's not what I'm doing. <laughs> but, any, but anyway, go you know ahead. That, you know that saliva you get right before you barf? Oh, oh yeah. is that what you're getting? Yeah, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> he, he's like, I'll, I'll give it one of my toes not to ever try that. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun to me. But anyway, it's good. I would still do it. Which is very interesting because of it's just the palate. I mean, you grow up eating it, yeah. and it just it, it seems very normal, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, I like weird dishes like that. I guess. Yeah, my kids, my kids are all about the tongue. Do you like it more than your stock mates? I like it all. I'm, I'm, I mean, give me a good like um, New York strip. I mean, I'm okay. I'm all in. Like yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. Blue cheese crumbles on top. A little butter on there, you know, like salt, pepper. What is the greatest taco you've ever had? The greatest taco I've ever had. I mean, that's a tough one. You and Polly Shore went to Taco Bell. We did, and he wasn't thrilled about that. <laughs> Wait. So on, on the you show, have a show, yeah. So I have a show with first tacos with these. And Polly Shore, you take him to fucking Taco Bell <laughs> instead of all the other. There's places. reasonings behind this. So okay, uh, I, I I do a show called uh, Tacos con Todo. Uh, it's with First We Feast, and we go around trying different taco spots with comics. So we go, for the Pauly Shore episode, we ended up going to Taco Bell uh, because I wanted to go to a, a place that's just as much as, like, they're a part of Americana just as much as Polly is. Yeah. And, he, and, and once I said that, he's like, oh, okay, okay, I see why we're here. Okay. But initially, he was not thrilled. <laughs> and that episode, we, we went on to try Tito's Tacos. Okay. And that Tito's Tacos is in Culver City. And this is like, think Taco Bell before they went mainstream, what that would look like. And they're still serving a very authentic, crispy taco, cheese that's shredded, yellow, lettuce, uh, ground meat, that kind of stuff. So. We did a compare and contrast. So we had this whole story arc to it. But when we took Polly straight to the drive-thru of Taco Bell, he's like, dude, I thought you were taking me to a nice place. I'm like, this is a nice place. Oh, wow. Uh, so that was a through line of that episode. But I will say L.A. has a ton of amazing taco spots like uh, Evil Cooks. These guys are heavy metal, uh, classically trained, like. These guys are top notch. They used to work in like Italian kitchens, all kinds of like high end restaurants, but they leave all that to do tacos and they do like a like a squid, like uh, al pastor trompo. They do that. They do like this uh, satanic taco. That's like a Big Mac. So they're really taking chances and they're not really following the rules of what yeah. uh, quote unquote taquero is. Yeah. And they got a great thing going. But there's places like uh Tacos 1986, which is like a adobada. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, um, um, yeah, Vigia uh, La Unica. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Do you like like a crazy taco or is your favorite taco just like some stock little cheap one? Or or is the I think my favorite at, at its core comes to like a, a Al Pastor taco. Okay. Like the ones on the, on the, on the spindle. You yeah. know, like red meat. It's, it's like if you get one with the pineapple shard in there, it's like it's just mm. perfect. It, it, yeah. It's not – there's no bells and whistles, but it's everything you need. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you want to go with all the craziness of it. So it's like shrimp, uh, mariscos Jalisco, which is on that same strip as uh, Virgen La Unica. They do an amazing, like, uh, shrimp salad taco. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, so it's like it, it just depends what you want to do. L.A. is so fun for that. The other day, like, I caught myself. I was talking to my wife, and I said, I'm just going to go get some tacos. It's one ended up, but ended up at Unica. But I said, hey, I've been meaning. She said, where do you want to go? I said, well, I've been meaning to try that place under the overpass. 
And I was like, oh, they're not there on Sunday. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. Before yeah. I moved to Los Angeles, that would never be like a thing that civilized human beings could say to each other. Well, that place, and I hear great things about the, the taco uh, yeah. table underneath the overpass by our house. And, and you see that a lot, like you see that happening like quite a bit, which I think is pretty cool. It's like a lot of these families are bringing their like family recipes right. to this corner, just like a table. And, and you just know if you want this specific thing, a sope, a... A torta, a specific taco, you know what corner to hit and what part of town. So I think it's really cool because it's giving otherwise families who don't have the means to have a restaurant to have an outlet and, and introduce, you know, the food from their region to people. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. You uh, became an author? I did. recently? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I, I got this uh, kid's book that I have coming out. Um, that I wrote and, and, you know, it's a kid's book series. Um, and I'm super excited. Our, our first one's due to come out June 6th. Uh, it's called, uh, Papa's magical water jug clock. Uh, and they're also releasing it in Spanish. It's called uh, Barrelito Magico de Papa. And it just, you know, it, it tells a story cause I grew up working with my dad. Uh, my dad's, uh, you know, he did landscaping gardener and I grew up working with my dad ever since I was little. So we tell this kind of father son story of, of working with my dad. That's, it was like an inside joke that my dad had. And, um, you know, my dad used to tell me that he could tell how much time, uh, what time it was based on how much water we had in our jug. <laughs> and I believe that as, as a kid, I'm like, man, dad could tell time. And I took it at face value. And whenever I didn't want to work, I would waste water. <laughs> and it'll be 10 30 in the morning i was like hey dad water's gone we gotta go home he's like no you're ruining my clock kind of thing and he would explain to me but it became an inside joke that i had you know working with my dad from a little kid to you know when we sold the company and um you know that story is illustrated here for for kids you know so i hope people go out there and buy it it's in spanish and english which i'm very excited about and uh, are yeah. you a dad no what possesses thee to write a kid's book? I've always, I, I basically grew up in a library. Like like a, a library was a big part of my upbringing. You know, it's like, you know, I often joke about it. It's like, I don't know that librarians knew that there were um, babysitters. Because parents would leave their kids there and they would go oh, do their wow. thing. So it's like, she was my unofficial babysitter. You know, my parents worked. Yeah. So sometimes I can go work with my dad, but when I couldn't, I stayed with mom. Mom had to work. Yeah. She had to do stuff. So just drop you off in a library, and I would just go through all the books. I yeah. just, just go one by one, go to a different part of the library, go to this part of the library. So it, it became such a big part of my upbringing. It's like, I kid you not, this children's book, I put it up there with my one-hour special. So the one-hour special is a big part of like, as a comic, you want that one hour special, but having a kid's book to me, it means it's like neck and neck. I mean, the specials are like, they're right there. It, it, it means a lot to me. Cause one, you know, the hour special, you know, having it come out on showtime back in uh, 2020 was a huge deal. Yeah. And, um, you know, having the book now, it's like, it's a huge deal as well to be able to show that to my parents, you know? It, you so know. does that mean you'll do another one? Yeah. We got a second uh, title in the works already. So that's like another career. Yeah, it, it sounds it, like you're good at it. I'm, I'm, I, I, I like to, I like to think that I'm able to bring my my skill sets from like being a stand-up comedian and a storyteller into this um, different career, like you're saying, yeah. of, of writing books and you know using you know humor and stuff like that. So some of the jokes that I've even used in my stand-up, I'm able to kind of bring to life in the book, and I think a lot of people will see, will recognize some of those jokes in that book, and it's like it's you know, the silliness that I like to look at, you know, that I can, you know, bring in front of a different audience. So how long have you been a comedian for? What is there something else playing right now? I hear something. I don't know where it's coming from. Can you check the living room? Yeah. I feel like a poltergeist just turned the TV on. That's funny. It's not going to be anything that cool. You think it's people in the front yard? That'd be weird. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, that Netflix just started going for some reason. How dare. How dare they. <laughs> I think mine is finally gone. I think the cancellation date just passed. Good for you, Michael. I'm done. <laughs> You're done. Are you feeling any regret? N not yet. I did want to watch that Adam Sandler basketball movie, but 
I can't pay 15 bucks a month just to watch more Adam Sandler movies. No yeah. disrespect to Adam Sandler. 15 bucks a month. Netflix has been taking me for granted for some time. <laughs> Michael's against Netflix. You don't like it. What's good on there? So it sounds like you exhausted what you like on there. Rob Schneider's got a TV show on there. Rob Schneider paid to make a TV show, and then when nobody would (laughs) put it on their channel, (laughs) Netflix graciously uh, agreed to host it for him. Hey, Zeus, I didn't get it. How long have you been a comedian? Oh, 16 years. 16. Yeah, I started when I was 20. I'm 36 now. So I'm I'm, going to hit my... uh, yeah, seventeenth year in uh, uh, August. Fuck yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I know. I cast whatever. What? Nothing. Oh, yeah. I, I started at the comedy store, so I was a door guy there yeah. for 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 a while. Okay. Were you part of that whole like Sam Tripoli generation? No, that was uh, that was before me. So I got uh, I got passed uh, September seventh, uh, two thousand twelve. Is yeah. when I got passed, and for a few years before that, I'm parking cars, I'm cleaning toilets. Yeah. Mopping the you know, seating people, ripping tickets, answering phones. I I literally would pick up any shift I possibly could get my hands on just so I could be there. And how did you do that? Like, do, do you are you around or did you call? No, I I was around. Like you I just I kept, stayed there all day. I I, I showed up. I, I showed up. I kept going going on the open mic. So the the potluck they call it. Yeah. So I would go and sign up. Back then, potluck was on a Sunday and Monday. So if you don't get up on Sunday, you go Monday and try to get up. Okay. And then if you got up on Sunday, you knew that you might as well not show up on Monday. Go hit up another mic because yeah. you got up already. Okay. So I would do that for a better part of a year until um, one of the door guys I was working in the back, uh, the back door, uh, Davey was opening for another comedian. They needed somebody to replace him. And I'd been hanging out. I mean, I was annoying of like, hey, I want to work here. I want to work here. I want to work here. And finally, they're like, hey, uh, they need to cover somebody's shift. Uh, we're short people. And you were there. And I and I was there, and they're like, hey, you start tomorrow. I'm like, great. This is what I've been yeah. hoping for. I mean, so finally, I'm, I'm now working the door. And, you know, it's a minimum wage job, but it was enough for me to pay for parking, my drive from Long Beach to to the store. Now I'm watching comedy. I'm learning. I'm, I'm doing my hot little three minutes of stage time. Uh, I'm tanking i'm eating shit on stage but but loving it because yeah. i'm learning yeah and then um yeah I, I was there for a few years until i got past so that's pretty cool to say that you were tanking and you were loving it because yeah. you knew that it was there's a learning process here and i'm not supposed to be the champion of the world straight off the bat like no yeah i you know it's like i i if, if i'm being honest i i was eating it for the first five to six years. I could not get a laugh to save my life. And I'm being completely honest. It's like, wow. it, if there was any laughs, it was, it, I, I didn't know why I was getting the laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like taking a math test and you're like, oh, you got this one right. But I'm like, how? I just wrote a number down. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm telling jokes how to the best of my ability, but I'm, <laughs> it's not, I don't know why I kept doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, it, it's something that I loved. I was learning. I was, you know, Understanding the challenges of of what it meant to like write a joke, perform a joke, yeah. uh, but it's like then you know it's like yeah around like year seven, th- like things started to come around a little more. So by year ten, I felt comfortable. You know, it's like and I still don't feel comfortable. I'm still a nervous wreck. I've before I seen get on you stage. nervous at like a little place before. Oh and I was yeah, like, yeah, out that's of all right. the people here, why is he nervous? You're the most. Like the the best one and the and the one that's been here the longest and it was like a little room. Yeah, um, that I, was a fun show, but yeah, it's like it's like I, I I don't ever look at it that way. Like like you're saying, it's like the best one here, the one that has been at it longest. It's like I'm I'm more concerned with can I get this premise to work? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. like I've, I've 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 used this analogy before. It's like I don't know if you guys ever played Mario Kart. I'm uh, aware of it, but okay, so Mario Kart, there's a there's a level where you can play. Uh, where there's a ghost version, like a faint, uh, translucent version of your best time, and you're and you're riding side by side, okay. and you can see other players kind of passing you by, but it, it's like it, you're you're really not concerned with trying to beat those guys. Yeah, you're, you're trying, trying to, to beat you. Your 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 best time, and yeah. sometimes you see your best time just pass you by, and you're like, well, you just chalk it up to the game, and you at least know it's like I should have done this, I should have done that. So it's like. I've, I've always compared it to my last joke and my last joke, but I get nervous because I'm like, what if I don't deliver going back to this? Like they bring you in to do a show. What if you, eat, what if you eat stuff? You know what I mean, on yeah. stage, it's like, 
then what? So I stopped kind of paying attention to like, it almost felt good. I was looking forward towards the bomb. If I can bomb on stage, it's like, if I replicate this joke, it's it's not going to be the same bomb. Like, who wants a bomb? Yeah. So I don't know. I I became enamored with the process, I think. And that probably helped you get better faster too, right? Little by little. I mean, it's it it's tough. You know, it's like it, it it's a tough gig, and just because, you know, history doesn't uh, dictate what's going to happen in the future with stand up. Anything else, you can kind of like, you know, like a stock. You're like, oh, we project that this is going to be good based on this. It's like, the variables are very different night yeah, after yeah. night. The audience is different. The sound is different. The you know, yeah, I mean, so you yeah. just go up there and give it give it a whirl. Hey everybody, Jason L's show, talking about AG1, take it in the morning, one scoop in uh, uh, water and shake it, and Bob's your uncle. We are big fans of AG1. I carry this pouch with me everywhere I go, because I never know when is the next time I'm going to have an easier opportunity to get, there are so many things in this that I'm getting, I'm so blind, I can't even read. 75 vitamins and and minerals. Daily support for energy and immune system, gut health and digestion, liver function. Friends, if you're anything like us, you've been so unkind to your liver for so many decades. AG1 is the least you could do for your liver. It's so easy. And best of all, it's delicious. It's pretty easy to get a supplement that tastes good that doesn't do anything. This is everything you need in one package. Good tasting, easy to scoop, easy to drink everything you need once a day if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements athletic greens is giving you uh, a free year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com slash j-e-s that's athleticgreens.com slash j-e-s what is the best thing that's happened to you in comedy and what is the worst thing? The best thing. Uh, the best thing in comedy is that I keep getting booked. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing. Okay. So every week you're like, hell yeah, it's continuing. Every time somebody reaches out and want to do my show, I'm like, thank you so much. You know, it's like, oh my God, you, you want to book me again? Sometimes, you know, um, I think that's the best thing because I, I it's like... Maybe it shows that I'm doing something right, that I can go yeah. bring the new idea, the new joke, and try that. And I think the worst thing that that has happened is is uh, in, in comedy is not getting booked. I mean, there's shows where, yeah, there's no way they're going to call me back because they're, you know, they saw that performance. They based it on that, and I don't blame them. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, there's, you know, I've, I've bombed very hard, very, very hard. And, uh, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. Part of the game, I guess. How, how are you liking stand-up? Uh, I, I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, um, I love it more than ever now. Cause yes, there's the, I'm part, I'm past the, Oh, I shouldn't even be here thing. You know, where I just, I go out on stage and I'm like, I may, it, this makes no sense that I'm here. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, why did you feel that? That's because that's I, odd. because I would get shows that, were undeserving of my amount of effort. Like I haven't been here that long. And because I got like a mm. radio show or, you know, skateboard or I know Tony, I know Tony Hawk, you know, people had me on shows and, uh, and I was super inexperienced. And just like you said, like you, uh, hung out at the comedy store until somebody gave you a job parking cars. Mm-hmm. I didn't park any cars. I don't live there all day. I've done like four or five shows there and they feel, mm. they feel a little unworthy, you know, unworthy. Like I'm friends with Louis J Gomez or big J Okerson. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, Tim Dillon asked me to do a show with him. I'm like, Tim Dillon, I'm on at the comedy store with Tim Dillon. Are mm-hmm. you, it's not worthy. And then, yeah, it, it's interesting that you say that. Cause it's like the fact that I park cars shouldn't make you feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that you missed out on that thing. It's like your path is different. Yeah. And, and I think these guys, I just respect your path more. Like we're in skateboarding. Mm-hmm. I grew up, I made it, you know what I mean? With no help. That's how you do it. Sure. And then in comedy, 
I'm getting mm. a helping hand. But now I feel like the helping hand is kind of worn off. Yeah, I definitely don't ask anybody for favors, but I get little gigs, a couple a week. Uh, I get to practice at the third wheel. Uh, and, you know, every now and then somebody who's proper, like uh, Ryan Sickler or somebody will, will uh, offer me a show to do with him. And now, because I've been doing a lot of shows, little ones, big ones, whatever, and I, and, I, and I, that's what I do. That's what I think about. And I do I think about the show and all that stuff, but I think about comedy. I am actually starting to write jokes for the first time this week where it is a setup and a punchline. I've nice. never done that. That's Because I'm just a storyteller. And the comedy bit was always hard for me to... I'm like, wait, so you make up a thing and then you did it at the end of it? I'm like, man, I can't do that. Like, I, yeah. I just say funny stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to figure that bit out. That was That's the biggest piece of the puzzle for me because I was... That's huge. I hear you guys, especially when you set up and then you bring back to, like, another thing that you were talking about. I'm like, man, like, you do it a lot. You're like a pro's pro where you bring up little things that keep coming back in the story. And I'm like... Man, how do you remember to do all that? That's very kind. I I, I appreciate those kind words, but ultimately it's, it's, you know, the more you do it, you find what works for you. You know, it's like, and and you're a storyteller and, you know, to go back to the point, it's like all these awesome comedians that you just named, it's like, these are like killers and and, and they're looking to you. It's like, because they're looking to your story, you know, it's like, and you're learning how to tell your story on stage. And I think that's awesome. And it's, it's a story worth telling. I mean, you've had... A bunch of careers in in such a short amount of time. You're a yeah. young dude with this life experience. That's, I'm not that young, but thanks. Well, you look young. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get him a snow crab. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's something worth telling, and I think I, I, I think sure now the work is like you doing any and every show. That's where people start to see. It's like, oh, he's he's enamored with the art. He's he respects the craft, and they see you doing these things. I, I think that's 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 really cool to see. Yeah, I, I I love it. I got l- little comedy friends now, you know. It's That's so like cool. I go down there and I hang out and I'm part of the group. Like yeah. you going up, Alice? I'm like, yeah, man, of course I'll go up. Oh, yeah. I feel like I got to, you know, because definitely the first two years I was just like, hey, man, like, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you coming in? And I'm like, hey, is it cool? <laughs> I swear I just stared back and kind of under, like I'm listening to everybody like uh-huh. okay that's cool okay you hang out over there if you've been around for a long time but if you haven't been around a long time you don't hang out there you go over here and that's then- funny so so you've been a part of a lot of like scenes right yeah. you, you you have fight fight scene yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, skateboarding music like there's a ton of scenes yep how does the stand-up scene compared to all the other ones Are, is it a welcoming scene yeah I think so. The most I mean, I've seen so some. I, I've heard some people get bullied, and some comics are, you know, the, a lot of their humor is mean humor, mm-hmm. and if you don't get it, it's kind of your fault. But I also see that, yeah, a lot of some people that did your life of comedy, I feel like they've got a bitterness towards anybody that doesn't do that because it really bummed them out. So they continue the bully thing, mm. and those people worry me a little bit. Does, but does that exist in the skateboarding world? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. So, so, so not think, anymore. Oh, not anymore. That's great. Something happened with skateboarding, and they're very understanding to each I'll other. Say it. Kids, to- kids today are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like people. Because it used to be vert dudes against street dudes, mm-hmm. and then pool dudes. Like you, you, you're a dude from a a certain terrain. And now people that, there's still those guys, but there's a lot more people that ride everything. But even the ones that just ride street or just ride vert have positive opinions about the other. Mm. It well, It's not a jealous thing anymore. Because I think at one point, you know, vert guys had it all because it was only, there was no other skateboarding. Then street came and it was way more popular. So all the vert dudes didn't get as much fame. They didn't get as much money. And right. they're a bit bitter about it. And, and, uh, and and it's funny, even as you're saying that, it's like, I, I, I think that that happens in every and any scene, yeah. right? It's like, you, you have a group of guys who's doing this one thing, and then there's a couple people in that scene that say, hey, I'm going to do something different. Yeah. And then there's another group that forms, and then I'm going to do something different. So I, I think there's an ever um, ever so present like need to want to be different, yeah. but find a new community within being different. Yeah. And it is, has, it's evolved into making skateboarders so much better. 
mm-hmm. stuff that people do now. It's insane. And the people that do it, because it's just little kids and, mm-hmm. and women. You know, there's like young girls out there that are just- Shredded, unbel- I wouldn't. I would have said it, in my prime in the 90s, in the early 2000s, that it just isn't going to happen for them. You know, like as much as they love it, they're not going to do some of the things that we do. And now there's a 10 year old that I skate with that is, she is, she destroys me. She's amazing. And she hasn't even. And I love to hear that. I love to hear that. That is like the art is like, whether it's skateboarding or or stand up, it's like, it's like the, the bar is continually being like, like placed differently. I mean, it, it just. With with time, the learning curve becomes a lot better. Yeah, it's just something that happens. Yeah, because when people get to a, a high level of stuff, they can pass down how to get good at it quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a time where we didn't have all the terrain that we have now. There's like, there's things that are so small. You learn it there, and you bring it to the next biggest version, and the next, and the next, and the next. And then there's the foam pits and all these other things that you can do to to get these tricks quicker right when back in the day like the first mike mcgill did the first mctwist when he did a mctwist he seriously just took off out of a bowl and ducked his chin and was like i i really want it here goes nothing but here goes nothing you know and then because he went around we all saw him go around we're like oh right you can go around it's nowhere near the same as the first guy that went around (laughs) because we haven't proved that going around would work right that's right it's like the first man who ate a lobster Right. <laughs> Get him a lobster. Oh, yeah. uh, but it's like with the advent of the internet, I I think it really revolutionized every, yeah. every yeah, everything. You don't, you, you don't have to have if you just so happen to be good friends with Michael Jordan, then you will see it happening in front of you. But right. now you don't even have to know him. You got video of it. You got video of it. Skateboarding, you see people put up tutorials. Before it's like if somebody in the neighborhood knew how to do a kickflip, yeah. you learn how to do a kickflip the way that kid did it. Yeah, right? and he might not be teaching you the right way either. The now there's people that can break it down for all different people how to get things done. Yeah, Mitchie I actually Brusco find is the guy that yeah. does it. I find that I'm kind of giving up on parenting because of that. Because my kid's at an age where he's like, "How do I do this?" And I'm like, "Well, Google it. Google let it. Think, <laughs> let me think about how do I." And I'm like, "There's somebody on YouTube who's heard, made like a hundred really guys. Job, yep. hundred guys made the exact same video, and they're going to understand it better from them too. One of them explained it so great that their video is more popular than everybody else's. There's no way off the dome I'm yeah. going to be that good at telling right. you. How yeah, to he's going to crush guitar. you. Yeah, you're right. It's, 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 on YouTube. That's totally one way. You're like, I'm going to give up. Being a parent and just watch these videos, or I'm gonna soak in every version of this from every dad, you know, that uh, puts up this video, yeah, and I'm gonna become my own version. I so mean, there's many ways. I guess I got that option. I feel like I got a lot of parental, <laughs> I got parental advice from my therapist, and I feel like some of these people on YouTube are probably uh, like speaking the same thing. Oh no, doubt, like how yeah. to do it, how to approach it. Totally, and it's it's like you know, for stand up, you look at it, it's like. I remember going. Any st- YouTube tutorials I should be checking out for stand up? No, just keep doing your thing. <laughs> keep doing your thing. No, but it's like back in the day, if you wanted to see stand up, I, I would have to go to the library and, and check out a VHS and watch Def Jam or, or somebody's yeah. hour special. And, you know, I, I didn't have a VCR at home. So they had the little TV, you pop it in there, and you watch it, and then put it back, and you rent it out for like 25 cents. Now it's like Instagram in itself is a, is a whole Wikipedia of. Yeah. Of, of guys doing it. You go on YouTube, you can watch any special from... I think it hurts day. podcasting because I think people watch the promo on Instagram and say they watch the latest episode. Because <laughs> I get a lot of people telling me, man, that was so funny, that one bit where you did the thing and, the, and then so-and-so did the thing. And I'm like, oh, that's you mean clip. on the promo on Instagram? <laughs> like, did you catch anything else in that hour podcast? Because I feel like the answer is no. Yeah, I think once you say two funny things, you can pretty much just coast the rest of the way. Yeah, <laughs> show's over. Yeah, what, we, we what should probably cut a- out with lobster and leave. <laughs> <laughs> what if you did a, a podcast episode where it's like you do something funny and then just blank for forty five minutes? You just stand see there if anybody complains and see if anybody writes anything about it. That well, would be awesome. I feel like we'd we'd hear from them as much as I. The only people, people would notice are the only people who comment on every single Yeah, I was going to say, the, yeah. yeah, I'd be hearing from it right now. See, a couple things to go over before we wrap up here. Speaking of uh, mystery meat and street food and the like, an Australian company has successfully created, cultivated meatballs 
from the DNA of extinct woolly mammoths. Why balls? Because I think they have trouble with... Could they make it into a fake steak? I think the texture of the steak is... That's version 3.0. Oh, so right now we're getting All they can balls? get is they can get the mushy. It's not... I should be clear. Yeah, it's not mammoth testicles. Do I smush it into a burger patty or... I you just... would have the option of making mammoth sliders, I guess. I don't know why, but I know I'm not supposed to... It's kind of like if you got an expensive whiskey, you don't put Diet <laughs> right. Coke in it. Yeah. But yeah. for me, if I've got a mammoth <laughs> right. piece of meat... I'm having a mammoth burger or a mammoth taco because... 100%, I'm with you. You made it so much better than... What, what do we just grill it so you, you taste the raw mammoth? Like, I don't need... I'm That's putting, funny. So they made the meat, but it, it comes in a ball. Yeah. Maple? Okay. There it is. Behold the past <laughs> and the future in that ball. That's an AI image. They haven't been able to do that. Yeah. I, They're I, lying. No offense, but I'd rather <laughs> That's they... a chat GPT meatball. <laughs> chat GPT meatball. <laughs> Can they... Can they do a little more research and make a mammoth instead? They're working on that. The Russians are working Don't on that. Don't get me wrong. I love a bowl, but... but if, if, if they're going to make a, a meatball, at least try to make it look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That looks like a... It looks rowdy. That looks like a planet in a sci-fi movie from it the looks 60s. Like it. That looks like a condensed pine cone. It, it looks, looks like, like the opening credits of Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> it looks like a, a horse poopy about to pop out of its anus. Yes, it, it definitely looks like a, a looks horse uh, waist. Horse waist. Yeah, horse waist. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a gorilla turd. Well, if we don't know. Like, Did you know that that's a photo of a gorilla turd? I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. What if they told you that that was a picture of a new planet they found? You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. That too. But they're telling us that it's a meatball. And we're like, I oh, definitely yeah. wouldn't want to live there, though. It looks rocky. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. does. And small. And that's that. That's, did you know that's that's flat? That's flat Earth. That's actually the the globe, and that's it's not. People say that it's a flat Earth, but it's not. It's a round Earth. Yeah. sitting on a flat rock. Uh-huh, that's right. As you can see, the Earth is actually orbited by a smear of aioli. <laughs> right. Google it. That comment looks like aioli. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Google it, libtards. <laughs> That is, <laughs> that's what it is. That's where we live. Problem with you, see. hamburger all the way for sure. Yeah. Did, It'd be crazy um, not to do that. Did you guys see the, is it a woman from, I think, Tennessee who was a news anchor for t- 20 years who was abruptly fired for quoting Snoop Dogg? No. Which bit of Snoop Dogg did she quote? Because <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. things. Did she say for shizzle? She said. Oh, she didn't say. My, she did. Wait, wow. wait. Wait, we can't. She went, she wait, went, we can't do. That's the question. She went full nizzle. Wait, I thought we could do nizzle. Uh, we may have just gotten canceled from YouTube. Oh God. I think the consensus is that this is cancel culture has finally gone too far, and and Charlemagne actually weighed in and said the same thing. But you can see. I mean, I don't know if you need to see the clip or not. They're talking about Snoop in some capacity, and she just goes, "I know what to say now." I'll yeah. say that thing that Snoop says. Yeah. And like, I, th- I don't even know if she made it through the commercial break. Well, they fired her. Yeah. And yeah. that's the question. And, and, and I feel like the consensus well, on this one is that, yeah, she shouldn't have done it, but she just doesn't know any better. And she this, have is, done it. this is not worth getting she fired. She shouldn't have done it. I mean, I, I mean, there's a script, right? There's a script. No, that I, think she, I, I think she went ace. I don't think this was from a teleprompter. Mm. Here she is. Oh, there was an ad that. She's a jolly lady. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. Before we know it, she'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Julie, what do you think about that? Huh. Huh. The guy the guy, <laughs> the guy, in the blue suit well, knew it. Yeah. No, I know. In real he time. knew it. Cool. Yeah. You she, could feel everybody's... La- he's laughing, but then when she does that, he's like, yeah. you're done. You can Look feel it. every palm in the room get sweaty. He's like, oh, it. no. Ah, oh, man. I mean, crazy. It's like it's for sure, my friends. No, Mm, how about you not say it? (laughs) Easy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it seems like you are against her saying that. Just stick stick to the script. I mean, you get paid to read the teleprompter. If you're if you're a morning TV host, the job description says to to try and be edgy or to try and riff when you're not like 
That's not what they hired you it's for. It's not right? a good idea. Yeah. You're right. Because we yeah. have seen several people kind of get in she trouble. She shouldn't say it. Yeah. It just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she learned for sure. Yeah, it's a hefty price because who's hiring her? Fox and Friends. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah. She'll probably be opening for Roseanne now. Yeah, she's great, isn't she? <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else is that? <laughs> Anybody has John Wa- is John Wick four out yet? No, but I want to watch it. You know, early reviews are uh, no. is the greatest movie of all time. Yes. Wow. I can't wait. One reviewer it- said it might be the greatest movie ever made. Yes. Greatest movie so ever made. Look at it's four. Godfather four. How do you get to four and not suck? Is it? It's never been done. They're already talking five. Wait. Sorry. Fast and the Furious has done it. Even though I don't like any of them, but they made it to nine or something, ten, right? One of the uh, and they just get better like every that. single yeah. time. Yeah, they get pretty sick, soon they're going to be going to Planet they, Mammoth Meatball every time they get better. <laughs> lobster for sure. Get him a lobster. One <laughs> of the secrets of the success of the John Wick series that people may not have noticed, at least according to Keanu Reeves, is that he says less words every mm. single time. He personally went through the script and figured out ways to minimize the the number of like syllables. He says that John Wick Four is almost three hours long, and Keanu, yes. Keanu says three hundred eighty words. Yes, wow. And they're probably like no, and yeah, it's I'm all it, it, it's like that that next level of acting where you can. Mm-hmm. You know, act with the look and the this. And That's the- like the people that get uh, stuck on an island, or because you got you got Tom Hanks got stuck on an island. Then you got old wrinkly guy that used to be like the Brad Pitt before Brad Pitt. Robert Redford. Robert Redford was stuck on a boat, and it was he's you get an award for it if you yeah. can do it right. You get an award for it. Who else did it? Who else by uh, themselves? What was that movie where? What was it like? Uh, <clears throat> Twilight guy and Willem Dafoe just hung out in a tower Lighthouse and jerked one. off. All right, that's hot. <laughs> but the wrinkly guy that's like Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, he drops one f bomb in the boat, and it is the level of his f bomb and his acting ability at his age. It's truly tremendous. Like yeah. I was like, I don't think anyone has said a more passionate f bomb in my. I've never seen it on film. No one's ever beat this f-bomb he is like seriously nice yeah yeah i've never seen it i've never seen it. i'm so bad with movies but yeah. he's great in it I gotta check you're it out. the only person who has ever said anything favorable favorable about that movie he didn't get an award for it i think the like the robert s- redford got an award for old uh, man, the old man in a boat i'm i'm in, i'm stuck in a boat with robert redford angry rowboat Starring. <laughs> Oops, Robert. there goes me dinghy. Because <laughs> he lives in a dinghy for most of it. Spoiler alert. But he's a hell of a, a seaman. Yeah. Sailman? Nah, nah seaman. No, you had it right the first he's time. He's a seaman, right? Sailor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name of it. And some guys, uh, speaking of movie classics reminiscent of uh, Shawshank Redemption these guys painstakingly little by little figured out a way to make a hole in the wall of a Virginia jail and then they went out together what? yes look at that's a real I thought that was like a stock picture that's a real photo of the hole that they made they had to figure out like get around rebar how they get around it Uh, what they used to get through I think the toothbrush story uh, yeah, yeah, they did. A toothbrush was involved, and then they got through that, and then they went over a fence, and then they Bad immediately ass. got arrested at IHOP. Uh, yeah. At IHOP, because uh, that's what I know, you right? Oh my god! Clear, you could even Denny's, you know? <laughs> Why IHOP? You think they would have got away if they were at a Denny's? Yeah. No, I think if it's <laughs> no, if I just gonna... think you would have got a better omelet before you went a back better, to jail. Uh... Wait, you think IHOP's better than Denny's? Denny's is the worst. No, IHOP, IHOP is, is the IHOP worst. Is- Denny's is the worst is what I heard over there. What don't you like about it? Just in my experience when I used to tour a lot, like if we if we had an option and it was IHOP or Denny's or anything uh-huh. else, Denny's, the food was always just terrible. Like pale eggs, soggy hash browns. But you, you know said you, you said eggs. 
Because yeah. IHOP just has like those cartons mm-hmm. of like try ask them for anything other than scrambled eggs at IHOP and see what they say. Oh no! Really? Yeah, they, can't oh, do. I don't yeah, know they don't have. It's a paste. They don't have eggs. Oh yeah. <laughs> I never we said win, IHOP Michael. was good. Yeah. It's one not time the International I, House of Eggs. One time I had IHOP and my food came <laughs> frozen and I was like, it's still frozen. Yeah. And she went back and she gave it back to me and uh, it was less frozen, but it was still frozen. Oh, no. And then the next time she, you know, she put it in the microwave long enough. One of the highlights. It was frozen hash browns. Oh, my Aww. God. One man. of the highlights of my childhood was the time that we went there and my sister got spaghetti and meatballs and there was steel wool in her uh, meatball, like from the from them scrubbing something. Mm-hmm. And we told the manager, and they gave us free dessert. That's pretty That's cool. like how hard Scrabble my, my youth was. What if that was Willy Mammoth fur? Oh, my goodness. They had them before. Right. Yeah, IHOP beat this startup <laughs> yeah. to the, to the punch. Saying. I went to Gracias Madre one time. No, went to, what's the place on Sunset? El Compadre. El Compadre with my family. And my daughter got ice cream, and it had a broken Heineken bottle in it. No. Well, that's personal. And uh, I was like, hey, guys, you have uh, like green shards of glass in this ice cream. And they're like, oh, man, that's super bad. Oh, that's funny. What's the worst thing you found in your food at a restaurant that you're like, hey, like, I can't believe this is in here? Oh, that's it for me. Yeah. That's it, yeah. You were giving my 10-year-old daughter at the time uh, ice cream with big pieces <laughs> that you could see. So it was actually a good thing because yeah. my Little daughter was like, dad, problem. what's yeah. that? I'm like, that's, oh. that's a Heineken bottle. Well, it's yeah. that family that got a rat. I love in, that restaurant, too. It was really tough. That family got a rat in New York recently. Oh, it yeah. happened a while back, but they just filed a lawsuit a week or two ago. They got some, like, Korean, like, hot pot kind of thing. And uh-huh. it was a pretty <clears throat> undeniable oh, my God. whole rat. What's the nastiest thing you've had? Uh, uh, a plastic uh, cup lid. You know the lids? Yeah. Uh, it, it was at Chili's. And there was a whole lid like folded in there. And I remember taking a sip, just killing it. And I'm like, hey, the ice is not. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I, I, I said, yo, come over here. Look at this. He's like, what am I looking at? I'm, I'm like a lid. He's like, okay. He's like, oh, my God. Was that in there the whole time? I'm like, yeah. Therefore, I'm drinking somebody else's drink. Or, oh. Uh, yeah. I love chilies as the a child. they are so rough sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I selected chilies as the place we went for our fancy dinner after I graduated from eighth grade. Wow, I think you and me both actually. I couldn't. I couldn't Man, conceive. Man, you guys of, need to stop flexing, all right? I couldn't conceive of any finer culinary delight than their chicken fried chicken. Ooh, the ribs for good. me, but yeah. it, it was either that <laughs> or hometown buffet. That was like, mm. oh, my jam. You said, mm mm, hell oh, yeah. Oh hell yeah. Okay, hell we're yeah. on the same page. Everybody is so trashy in this room. <laughs> <laughs> hometown buffet. How could you miss? Mm. I used to like soup plantation. It was pretty good. They had like a... I used to go in there so high. The cornbread? Yeah, and it would just wreck. Yeah. Eat all the desserts. Go back second serving of salad. I never went. Mountains. I I, I remember once going to Hometown Buffet, and I was like, just treat yourself. I went straight for the desserts. Yeah. No food. I'm like... If you got to treat yourself, that's what it's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where you go and just... uh, Their uh, bread pudding was next level. Put some ice cream in there. Yeah. I brought my kid to Sizzler. To keep the dream alive. Oh, you win. Like, nice. There's only yeah. like two That's, of those left. Yeah. It's great as long we as we gotta you, put a stop to those too. As long as you don't order like the entrees, is if you just stick to Somebody's gotta stop that. The salad bar has tacos. No. Yeah. You stop. <laughs> yeah, the salad bar is not bad, actually. It's yes. the most the liberal of definition needs, of salad ever. Needs to be tackled to the ground. Tony and Sizzler? No. <laughs> He's <Yes>. family. <laughs> uh Jesus, where where can everybody find you and and all that stuff? Uh, website is jesustrejo.com I'm on Instagram at jesustrejo the number one um, yeah and I got this book coming out June 6th you can pre-order now everything's on the website jesustrejo.com thanks for coming on the show dude thank you so and much thanks for doing stand up for me more than once last minute that one time prayer thank you so much with one day a heads up thank you no thank was- you so much it means the world to me thank you and, and uh, yeah I'm excited let's keep gigging together man I'm down See you next week, everybody. If you want to check out more Jason Ellis Show, patreon.com slash Ellis Mate. Don't die.